Hello and welcome back to the Carson Daily Show, the crypto culture talk show nobody asked for. I'm your host, Carson Daly. After subscribing to the Boys Club newsletter, I realized that these news episodes will never be as witty and titillating as the headlines served by the mothers of the blockchain. But nevertheless, I will still try. News-wise, it has been a big week for me personally, maybe not for you. In the last seven days, I have come to realize that I know more about Taylor Swift and the Eras Tour than I've ever wanted to know. Vanderpump Rules is wreaking havoc on my emotional and physical fitness and well-being. Amanda Bynes has been hospitalized again after she was seen running around naked after a psychotic breakdown in downtown L.A., Also, Jeremy Scott has left Machino, and I'm sure that, yes, some things happened in Web3 and NFT land, but I just really couldn't fucking be bothered. Tax Day is around the corner, and surprise, surprise, a new study facilitated by CoinGecko revealed that wash trading has increased 126% over the past month alone, which accounts for $580 million in phony trades not trains, phony trades, executed on the top six marketplaces in February alone. Just so you all know, wash trading is when you buy and sell the same asset, in this case NFTs, creating artificial market activity. It's kind of like a one-man human centipede, but it's a little sadder and a lot more illegal. Besides harvesting tax losses, wash trading is also becoming more common on NFT marketplaces like X2Y2, Blur, and LooksRare, where a user's trading volume from the previous day is used to calculate token rewards. It's like this. If you go to Ulta and buy Urban Decay, stay all day setting spray, and get 35 points for it on your rewards account, but then... You find out that the next day, Urban Decay as a brand is offering 2x the rewards. You decide to return your spray and go to a different Alta and buy it again to get the 70 points. Except the difference between makeup and NFTs is that stay all day setting spray is not an asset class in the eyes of the Fed, even though it very well fucking should be. Anyways, market manipulation is bad. Despite the fact that I've been to several NFT events and can confirm that wash trading is probably the closest to washing most nifters get. So maybe we should just let them have this one. Moral of the story is it's the NFT platforms that are actually incentivizing behavior that will get you in deep shit if you do it with any other asset. So that's fucking cool. I can't get past how fucking weird it is that these companies and organizations, platforms, whatever you want to call them, are literally doing more to prevent mass adoption than an orphanage fire. In other news, no one is safe from NFT critics, not even beloved characters of Sesame Street. And rumor has it Cookie Monster might be singing a new tune that goes a little something like this. C is for crypto. That's good enough for me. I'm never doing that again. Okay. Depending on the fate of his upcoming NFT job, of course. As Rebecca Alter reported via Vulture's new Athis for Fungible publication section, love to see it, rent is due on Sesame Street and Cookie Monster is not above a quick cash grab to make that money before it makes him. Is Cookie Monster a him, by the way? Anyways. 
Remember when they made Cookie Monster healthier a few years ago? It made him say things like, me like cookies as a sometimes food. That was the fucking beginning of the end. If you take away the very thing that makes him Cookie Monster, this is where the slippery slope leads. It leads to a me like Web3 as an always business. I probably could have done better on that last punchline, but you do get the point. However, as was also pointed out in Vulture, Cookie Monster has always been a bit of a digital savant, though it hasn't always worked out in his favor. Back in the 80s, Cookie Monster first tried to use a computer and found himself baffled that the on-screen cookie could not be eaten. The lesson was that digital representation of cookies could never be cookies. Well, 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 how the tables have turned. It is just so on the nose that Cookie Monster is embodying this San Fran tech bro archetype who couldn't wait to tell you that NFTs were a Ponzi and weren't real art just to go ahead and turn around and shill lazy lions to you three months later. First, Cookie Monster didn't think digital representation of things could have any real or perceived value. Then he goes and spearheads his own collection. Puppet or not, that's fucked up and opportunistic. Almost as fucked up as me carrying on about this with such vitriol. I love saying vitriol. Apparently, this is also, though, just the first NFT in a series of Sesame Street collectibles. And if I had to guess, I'd say up next might be Oscar the Grouch in his trash can surrounded by all the Cookie Monster NFTs he scraped off the floor of Blur so he could get the rewards and do some wash trading. Okay, before we go, let's ask the count how many Cookie Monster NFTs he thinks will be minted. Zero! I got plenty of nothing, and nothing's plenty for me. Thank you, Count. Now please return to the cave from whence you came. (laughs) Okay, I saw something interesting this week that basically disrupts what luxury fashion lends itself to be true. You cannot afford that shit. Well, maybe thanks to Telfar's new pricing model, you can. So Telfar, which is low-key overtaking Birkin and other designer handbags thanks to Queen, Beyonce, among others, is trying out a new experiment to make their products more affordable by using a dynamic pricing model that starts at the lowest price and goes higher over time. If the new experiment works, Telfar thinks that it can also help them make more informed decisions about how much inventory they should keep on hand, which will obviously reduce waste. Another issue that isn't trendy for luxury fashion to give a shit about. So now instead of seeing Telfar bags selling out in seconds for a price you can't afford, you'll see them sell out in seconds for a price you can afford because who doesn't need more FOMO in their life? Personally, I can't wait to find out which $170 t-shirt the flipper bots like the most. By the way, if you're wondering what this has to do with Web3, I'll tell you. Nothing but crypto as a philosophy has the power to inspire paradigm shifts across all areas of our lives, including how we shop. And what's another word for shopping, if not collecting? Yeah, see, this is the part where the gif of Jack Nicholson nodding slowly and smiling devilishly would pop up. (laughs) Okay, back to this shit. How it will work is next week, every item on Telfar's website will be available for its wholesale price, with the price going up a few dollars every second. Whenever the item sells out, whether in 30 seconds or a minute or, or whatever as normal, 
then that will be the final price and the price forever. It's kind of like an NFT auction, except Telfar won't be canceled and called a grifter if they mint or make more of the products they sell. Don't worry if you can't buy them from the Telfar website because you're too slow. You'll still have a chance to not buy them on the resale market because you're too broke. Hee <laughs> hee. That's showbiz, baby. Okay, last thing to discuss today, just briefly, is did you fucking know that Meta, yes, Meta, as in Facebook's parent company, has a research arm which is now using an AI-based computer program to create a public database of proteins to deepen scientists' understanding of biology. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, that's not for me. Meta has taken enough from me. After what happened between Facebook and Cambridge Analytica, I want to say, just right here, plainly, I do not give my consent to Meta to study my proteins to better understand drug effectiveness. Apparently, this is some chess move by Meta to square up to AlphaFold, which comes from a subsidiary of Google as their owned AI research facility, which is also studying proteins. And apparently, Meta also says that EMSF, ESMFold, which is their protein studying thing, is way faster than AlphaFold, but also way less accurate. Because that's definitely what you want in the medical field, right? Hey, I need heart surgery. Do you have a doctor who can do it really fast, but also badly, please? Okay. This is nowhere near my area of expertise, so I will politely bow out. But the question still stands, why does Meta need to be studying my proteins? Why can't they just focus on developing AI programs to better provide me targeted ads? I don't want to see the same shit all day, okay? I want new ads. I have money, and I want new ads. I want to spend my money on new things that are targeted to me through advertising. I will happily be part of contributing to a ROAS if it means you won't come for my proteins. Okay, that's all. I'm bored now. Let's talk about NFA. The following advice is not financial, only my advice to keep you cool and in the know. Okay, today's financial advice is very personal. Um, it's a reminder, actually. And it's a reminder from me um, to you that you should really believe somebody when they say not financial advice because a lot of times people say NFA while they're giving financial advice and like I'm going to just keep giving advice on what movies to watch. I tweeted what should I talk about in the NFA segment of tomorrow's Carson Daily Show episode now today's and crypto finally tweeted at me one two three four five six seven eight nine ten question marks who is crypto finally she is a mother she is um, an icon she is deeply feared and deeply respected in DeFi crypto web three why did she tweet these question marks at me? I have no idea. Um, I think because she thought I was actually planning on giving some shilling financial advice. And fortunately, I'm not. And I never plan to and I never will plan to. So today's NFA is for you to check out Crypto Finally. She has a website, CryptoFinally.io. She has amazing resources for beginners and people who are more experienced in crypto and DeFi. She is very experienced here. And she is also a reminder for fear, that you should have fear while you're operating in Web3 and crypto. 
because she will come for you. She will come for you if you are a hot bitch. She will come for you if you are an anon slug. She will come for you. She will come for me. And yeah, just protect yourself. Follow her advice. Stay safe out there. That's my NFA today. Okay, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Carson Daily Show, the crypto culture talk show that nobody asked for. I'm your host, Carson Daly, and you can't go a week in crypto without me. The Carson Daly Show is a decentral media production written by me and my better comedic half, James Carr, with music by Woody. See you next Tuesday. Bye.